Good morning again. When I was growing up, I still remember my father used to come from the Sunday Mass and he used to speak to my mother, asking her, did she perhaps speak to the pastor? And she said, yes. What did you speak to him about us? Because most time, the pastor speaks about family life, and my dad thinks he is talking about him. My sermon today, you might think I'm talking about you. You might have what we call it is me moment, you know, but nothing intentional. I'm not talking about you at all. In case you feel that I'm talking about you, I ask you pardon in advance. I'm introducing seven people today, seven people, few men and few women. One of them, I went to pray. Other six, they went to pray in the church. Martha lives in Winter Park, my old parish. And one day I had a call from her daughter asking us, any of the priests could go and uh, hear her confession. So Martha is, I think, 89, 90s old, lives with her daughter alone, of course, during the day. So I went one afternoon to see her. She is an able-bodied woman, independent. She can walk around. She opened the door, and I heard her confession such a wonderful confession, and we had a little chit-chat afterwards, and I was about to leave, and she said, Father, don't you like to drink something? I said, no, but she insisted. I said, all right, maybe you can give me a glass of water. So she got up and went to the kitchen. So I was just scanning her uh, living room, and I saw Right in front of me, a bowl full of peanuts. I love peanuts, for information. I love peanuts. So, and uh, I said, okay. I was so tempted, and I gave up to the temptation. And I took some, and again I took some. And by the time she came back, I ate all the peanuts. <laughs> and I was very apologetic. I said, you know, Martha, I'm so sorry. Uh, next time when I come, I'll bring you a can full of peanuts. She said, Father, don't bother. I don't eat these peanuts. So she took from the side table, put the drawer, and showed me a can full of uh, different peanuts. These are chocolate-coated peanuts. She says what she does is she can't chew any more peanuts. They're hard for her. She just chew the I know some of you do that. I know. I know some of you do that. You know. Yeah. So whenever I eat peanuts, I remember Martha now. Can't forget her. <laughs> the next person I want to talk about is Bob. Bob went to church and he prayed. I think I need my glasses. Just one second.
is much better so bob prayed thank you lord that i have a good job mind you i worked hard to get it and even harder to keep it i think i can say that i have proved myself worthy of it i thank you that i have never had to live off the dole every penny i possess i have earned by sweat of my brow i'm not like those guys who lay about who are forever sponging on society you must come to our church see the vincent de paul they hand out the food packets and some of them drive fancy cars they still come and get the food instead of coming and getting food they must go and get a job that is bob this is how we pray to god ursula the next lady she prayed thank you lord that my kids are clean and well behaved i'm not saying that they are angels but you won't find them going around and creating problems for my neighbors no will you hear them using bad language unlike those my neighbor boys lord if you hear the way they swear you will be ashamed i'm sure these kids are growing up growing up to become some criminals lord but my kids never lord the third woman maria maria prayed like this thank you lord that my marriage is working out of course jim and i have had our problems but we have stuck together we have worked things out not like those others whose marriages are breaking up within a year or two of starting the first sign of problem and one or both of them make a dash for freedom they want too much freedom in their marriage no one wants to listen to each other it happened to some of my own neighbors and my own friends even my own families it is society that will pay for their fickleness when all those kids from broken homes are let loose on it lord but thank you lord my marriage is safe henry henry prayed like this thank you lord that i can take a drink or two and leave at that i'm not like those others who don't know when to stop they live in a pub and only surfers for fresh air like your man next door who comes home footless every night i can hear screaming and fighting from their home lord but i am not like that lord kathy she prayed like this thank you lord that i have been able to stick to the religion i was brought up in i am a born catholic lord unlike lots of my neighbors some of them are like a ox and ass of the crib they appear in church only once in a year maybe i am a bit a traditionalist for instance i don't go for communion in the hand i don't think i'm worthy of touching the host and even during covid i made sure i receive communion on my tongue i had to fight with the priest every day when i see mrs so and so coming up with a hand out it sends me a shudder down my spine lord how can she do that you think by her holy attitude she she was the she is the blessed virgin mary herself next thing she will be putting herself forward as a minister of the eucharist 
Lord, by the way, you must see how some of our ministers of Holy Eucharist dressing, they need to make their dress a little more longer, Lord, like me. The sixth man, Peter, he prayed like this. He doesn't go to church. He said, Lord, I thank you that I am not like the crowd who go in there every Sunday to worship you. They are nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. If you ask me, inside there they give each other a handshake as a sign of friendship, by the way. And I know for a fact that when they come out, some of them won't even talk to one another. They say they worship you, but I know different. They worship money. At least I am being honest. I know I am not a saint, but I don't pretend to be one. The point that is being made is that there is a Pharisee within all of us, lurking inside us. All of the above people were sincere, honest people. They were not lying at all. They did the things they said they did. The same was true of Pharisee in today's gospel. He was scrupulously honest, a faithful family man, and a meticulous observer of the law. He did even more than the law required of him. It required only one fast a year, but he fasted twice, sometimes more than twice. That is a seal for you. And again, the law only required tithes of certain commodities, but he paid tithes on all of them. Where then did he go wrong? Why did Jesus find fault with him? First of all, his attitude towards God was wrong. He believed that he had run up for a formidable credit balance with God. Therefore, he had got God in his debt. God owes him salvation. It is easy to fall into this trap. Secondly, his attitude towards his neighbor was all wrong. He felt that his good and upright life put him above others. It not only gave him a warm inner glow, nothing particularly to feeling good about yourself, you know, but greatly inflated his ego. He put himself upon a high pedestal. From his lofty pedestal, he looked down on others, like I'm looking down at you now. I'm just kidding. I don't do that, okay? <laughs> Especially on tax collectors and sinners. No, he did not look down on them. Actually, he despised them. He despised them. He was oozing with the pride. This pride poisoned him at the core and infected all his good deeds. There wasn't a shred of humility in him. Humility consists of being precisely the person you actually are before God. And humility is the soil in which all other virtues flourish. Without it, they either go to seed or never flower. 
the Pharisee serves as a warning to the righteous. It is easy to deceive oneself. You look around and you see so much crime and corruption in the world, and though you may not never say it aloud, you think, thank God, I'm not like all those others who rob and steal. The pride and selfishness that can exist among good and devout people also. It's impossible to weigh the sins of others without putting one's own fingers on the scales. The tax collector said, Lord, be merciful to me because I am a sinner. In saying this, he was simply being realistic. He was only telling the truth. I know I am a sinner. If we can say this with conviction and humility, we are very close to God. And it gives us great sense of freedom. We no longer have to pretend that we are holy. Being virtuous does not preclude slipping and falling. Once in a while, we all can slip and fall. Being virtuous means, being virtuous means, being humble means getting up from the fall and trying again to walk. Amen.